This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. I'm just going to share a bit about our last seven years. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the headlines. Um, so seven years back, me and my wife were very excited. We are expecting our third child. And um, I remember two weeks before she was supposed to come, we had this um, amazing um, stalk tea and people prophesying over her. And then a week afterwards, um, my wife went into labor. And in the process, it was, um, she almost died and the, the baby also. So then afterwards, you are so thankful and you see God's love. Uh, because she made it. Both of them are fine. I need to come back to hospital the next morning with my other two kids and then to learn that there's something else wrong. And they don't know. Um, and then, again, you are challenged. Um, and then there was this whole process. So at the end, they diagnosed her with a Down syndrome, with complications then with the uh, uh, health. We went for, to Pretoria, stayed there for a month, in and out. And then the next few years was full of doctor's appointments. And then looking back again, you see God's love in the way he carried you, the way he placed you in places where only you can go. And then you start getting to the mode, okay, we, I can cope. Then a few years down the line, coping with this, I was diagnosed with cancer. So, um, again, <laughs> interesting. <clears throat> You're being faced with something you were not prepared for. And then time goes by, again a lot of doctor's appointments. Then you look back, you see God's love because I'm in remission. I wasn't supposed to be emotional, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then last year, we just went for another doctor's appointment for a checkup for our little girl. And then I diagnosed her with a terminal illness. And um, again, you're on this place where you don't know where you're going, you don't know the outcome. The internet gives you the outcome, 10 months to live. Where is God? Where is God? If He loves you, where is God? You know, it's easy to see God's love when you look back. It's easy to see God's love when you answer your prayers the way according that you want it to be answered. But where's God's love when you don't answer your prayers? Where's God's love when you, can't, when you don't understand things? You see, the, the world's expectations, thank you so much, our expectation of love and perception of love is to get something. If I ask something and you give it to me the way I want you love me. 
But as a parent, if my kid asks me something and it's not suitable for them, I can't say yes. And I know that there will be circumstances that I won't be able to be there for them. But I want to prepare them. Romans 8.28 In all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Nice verse, and we quote it often. It's one of my favorite verses. But you know when it's my favorite afterwards? Then I know it. But what, what about during this process? During this trial where I don't know the outcome? Then last week God gave me this scripture, Romans 5 verse 5. And it was one of the most profound scriptures I've ever read. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom He has, whom has been given to us. You know, God's love is poured into us by the Holy Spirit for two things. For us to experience in His love even though the circumstances don't shout out God loves you. He poured out His love into our hearts so that we can love people even they, they don't shout love me. You know, in, in, in some of the places where we were rock bottom, God still used us. We have friends working as missionaries in, in, in um, Jordan. They, more, they are there for more than 10 years and seen one Muslim person being saved. We just went to hospital and prayed for the Muslims. While we were in hospital in Pretoria, there were Muslim people opposite us in the cubicle, and they were reading these prayers out loud. And it's so sad to see them praying this prayer, and you know it's dead. It's just a piece of paper that read over and over. And when the child was supposed to go into the theater, they asked my wife, will you please pray for us? And she said, yes, but I will do it in the name of Jesus. They've lost two kids before that one. And that kid survived. <clears throat> At that time, we went to the place like, oh, we experienced God's love in so much in abundance because you have all these questions. But you know what God showed us? This is a watering cane. It's a simple name. Eh? In Afrikaans, it's a gitter. It's, very ni it's uh, a much nicer word, a gitter. <laughs> watering cane is like, <laughs> it's, it's not nice. <laughs> it can, rather call it a pourer or something. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this is a kid, my kid's gitter. Eh? But, you know, if I want to pour something out of this watering can, the only thing that will come out, that will come out is what I've been, that the thing is 
what was poured into. If the Holy Spirit and God's love is poured into my life, that will be the thing that will be poured out without me asking. Joel 2.29 Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. God gave everything by pouring Jesus' life on the cross. He again gave himself by pouring himself into us. This scripture I read in this week, Ephesians 3, 16 to 19, in the Passion Translation. And when I read this, all makes sense. Verse 16, and I pray that he will unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. How do I know God loves me, even when I don't feel it? Until supernatural strength floods your innermost being. Verse 17. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. The resting place of His love. Where's that? The Holy Spirit that poured His love into us. That's the root of our, the source and the root of your life. Verse 18 to 19. Then you will be empowered to discover... That every holy, what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of His astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to the overflowing with the fullness of God. You know, before you were born, God knows. He knew what troubles and trials and tribulations you would go through. And He knows this is a broken world. Those things don't come from Him. What do we do with our kids? We prepare them. How did He prepare us? He gave us His Holy Spirit. He poured out His love into our hearts so that, we'll be, so, so that we will be able to endure. But not just endure, also to overflow. The Holy Spirit is our helper, counselor, comforter, advocate, encourager, and intercessor. What do I need? What do I need when I go through trials and tribulations? A counselor, the Holy Spirit. Encourager, the Holy Spirit. Advocate, the Holy Spirit. Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Helper, the Holy Spirit. 
There's a note in John 14, 16 to 17, there was a note in the Passion Translation where they use Savior, the word Savior for the Holy Spirit. They explain it like this. The role of the Holy Spirit is to protect, defend, and save us from ourselves and enemies and keep us whole and healed. He is the one who guides and defends, comforts and consoles. The Aramic work parakleta, which I use, is the Holy Spirit comes to end the work of the curse of sin in our lives and to save us from every effect. Parakleta means a redeemer who ends curse. You know, every time we experience the Holy Spirit, it's God's love that we experience. He demonstrated his love on the cross, but he gave his life, his love through the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4 verse 19, we love because he first loved us. That's why we can love. It's not a thing that's come from, that's a natural thing that we can do. We love because he first loved us. Psalm 23, you know, David talked about going through this valley of death, and he ends in verse 6 with, Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. David concludes, going through the valley of death, Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. David knew amidst going through everything, God's love followed him. Galatians 6.2, love empowers us to fulfill the law of, anointed, of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. Even though we don't feel the love of God every day, we don't see it in our circumstances, we know it's there because of the spirit that lives within us. God's love is not situational. Do you believe that God loves you even though you don't feel it or see it? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit was poured into you so that you will be able to endure? God knew that we can't cope. He knew the only way that He would be omnipresent in our life is through His Spirit. He gave Himself so that we will be able to experience his love, even though the world says he don't love you. He gave his spirit so that we can experience him throughout everything. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.